I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Ironically, this is not far from the truth. Do you believe in fate, Neil? No. Why not? Because I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life. Good morning, good night, good evening, whatever time you listen to this podcast at. What's going on? What is going on? And welcome back to Conspiracy Fears of Murder podcast. I'm your host, Ralphie. Of course, from Cigar Ralphie podcast and from the YouTube channel Cigar Ralphie. And again, I apologize for the lack of episodes that I've been putting out, man. But it's, you know, this is my, um, this is this is my little project podcast that I've always wanted to do, just a podcast on conspiracies. I used to talk about conspiracies on my other one, my other podcast that I had throughout the years. And, you know, there's like a separate community for people who like to talk about things. You know what I mean? Like conspiracies and things like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy. And I'm sorry if you hear the ticking of my watch. I don't have a smart watch. I'm wearing a regular TikTok watch. Call them a TikTok watch because the noise they make. You know, my TikTok watch, whatever. And, uh, you know, you can hear it. This microphone picks up everything, man. Picks up everything. But anyway, today it was, it's crazy. It's a bunch of stuff I wanted to talk about. I mean, I could, I could you know, I'm going to get to the aliens. I'm going to get back to murders and, you know, and scary stories. I like to do those. And I put them all into this podcast because it's kind of all... You know, when it comes to conspiracies, there's a mystery to that. And there's a mystery in there and all that, you know. Um, I was supposed to go see Pet Cemetery tonight, and I didn't, speaking of scary. Um, I I love the original. I like a lot of uh, scary stuff and Stephen King stuff. I've been watching Stephen King since I was little. My uncle introduced me to him. He used to take me to see Stephen King movies, I think, since I started when I was eight years old. So... There goes that. Rest in peace to my uncle. Knock on wood. We do that in the Hispanic world. We knock on wood. But today, I wanted to talk about something that we would talk, me and uh, some coworkers were talking about at work. And that is uh, like the earliest humans, you know, where we came from. So, you know, there's a lot of debate. And, and you know, you got to take science with a grain of salt because, it's, you know, when you you talk about science, man, you know the you know you got these people, um, these scientists or these people that do experiments, um, and science has gotten so polluted with the other stuff with politics and money that it's hard to believe it, and we just tend to believe it, even you know no matter what, no matter what they say, we're gonna believe it because they're scientists. I've said that before in my other podcast. I think I mentioned it in the the podcast where I was talking about flat earthers and, and flat earthers and, and things like that. You know, we tend just to believe anything they say because they're scientists and we're told that we have to believe them. Since we're kids, we're like, hey, these are the scientists, these are the people that do experiments and we believe them. But what, you know, when you've got government that funds them and controls them, you know, even when they're private funding, somebody want something from that guy who's privately funding that research. You know what I mean? Like, hey, like, you know, some government or whatever, the person that controls the people, like, look, whatever you find, I want you to put this out because this is what's going to benefit us more. If you put this out, people will do this. You know what I mean? 
it's always a catch-22 to everything when it comes to this. That's the way I think. And, you know, uh, so when I read these science things, especially from big, uh, just the big science uh, companies, if you would, like the Smithsonian, which is the article I'm about to read and what we're going to talk about today, you know, it's like, okay, this is intriguing, but do I really believe, like, there's more to this, you know, there has to be more, and, you know, we could go out and do our own, our own experiments, which is the best case scenario, but the thing is, about that is that people live normal lives, that's not their job, you know, we gotta take care of family and ourselves, and we have to do things to survive, we don't have time to go out and try to discover, you know, the things that intrigue us, so we kind of have to take the scientist's word for it, but that's where the conspiracy comes, and that's where your doubt comes in. If you think outside the box, you'll always you're always gonna be a conspiracy theorist. Um, people who think outside the box are always gonna be like that. You call them nuts, you call them whatever. But if you're like locked up in a box in your mind where you just like, hey, believe whatever they tell you, then you know, I mean, whatever. That's how you live. But me, I've never since I was a kid, I've never been like that. You know, I've always been. You know. Um, I've always been the one that I'm always questioning everything. My first podcast, my first podcast with my buddy, uh, Jay, Jose, was called R&J Question Everything. The first podcast I ever did, that was in 2014, I think, 2013, 14. That's when we started that one. And since then, I've had numerous podcasts for different reasons. Um, Actually, I've had that one and then me. I went solo and I've had the same podcast, but just with different names and different things. Now I got two podcasts and like three YouTube channels for some reason. But none of them are of of conspiracies. This is like, I do my conspiracies late at night because I feel like late at night, everybody's sleeping. Like I'm in the dark right now. It's just my computer in front of me, my microphone, my screens. Because and my and the article on my iPad, and that's because I feel like late at night, you know, everybody's asleep. Like there's no distractions that I can really dig in, you know. You get that dark. It's like when it's dark and there's only the light from that article coming from the iPad or the light from my computer. I can focus on the article. When there's in the morning, you know, you got too many. When the light is out, you got too many things to focus on, and you really don't put your one hundred percent. I believe. That's just me. But anyway, enough rambling about myself. Let's go ahead and talk about what we're going to talk about today. And what, what I want to talk about today is just humans, where we came from. And uh, kind of read an article. Kind of, We'll get into that in a minute, kind of, sort of. But it's just this article that I found very interesting uh, in SmithsonianMagazine.com. Now... This article was published January 25th, 2018, and it's titled Earliest Human Remains Outside Africa Were Just Discovered in Israel. Again, January 25th, 2018. We've always, well, we've been told if you follow the scientific um, explanations of everything, the, the humans were first humans uh, came from Africa. And then we migrated. Now, I have a strong belief in that. Because uh, I do believe that if, you know, that there's a strong possibility there could have been a Pangea. So if you know, Pangea is 
all the continents is as one big continent that all the continents were together at one point and throughout the years millions of thousands hundreds of thousands of years through whatever you want to call it climate change or whatever the change in earth's crust or whatever everything started to break up you know and then we 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 started getting the uh you know the shift of the continents into the continents where they are right now um if and if that's true you can see how whatever being homo sapien was on the planet at the time you know can go uh, and migrate easier but of course even if the con even if that's not the case let's say Pangea is not was never a thing it was always the way it is right now uh, there are still certain ways where the continents connect um but then you have the whole question of the islands and everything, you know, the islands that are out there. So and there's people on those islands. How did those people get on the islands? If we, if ships weren't, if um, sailing in the water was not a thing until way later on. And I'm not going to give you an exact date because I'm not going to, I didn't pull that up. The exact date of when, uh, you know, sailing or traveling through water was a different, was a, was a thing for humans. But, oh, it just dropped something. That's horrible. I'm sorry about that. So, anyway. The title of this is Earliest Human Remains Outside Africa Were Just Discovered in Israel. In, in Israel. Outside of Israel, it says. Let me see. Outside Africa were just discovered in, in, in Israel. Because the earliest human remains, as you know, were discovered in Africa. I believe it was in Ethiopia. I believe it was Ethiopia. Let's see. But... Let me go ahead and read some of this article, then we'll talk about it as we go. So, for decades, scientists have speculated about when exactly the bipedal apes, known as Homo sapiens, left Africa and moved out to conquer the world. That moment, after all, was a crucial step on the way to today's human-dominated world. For many years, the consensus view among archaeologists placed the exodus at 60,000 years ago, some 150,000 years after the Hominis first appeared. Hominis, um, I think Hominis is us now, Homo sapiens. And then the Hominis was what they evolved into, I believe. I may be getting that wrong. I may be sounding dumb as hell right now, but I believe Hominis is what, uh, what they evolved into. But now researchers in Israel have found a remarkably preserved jawbone that believed belonged to a Homo sapien that was much, much older. The find, which they've dated to somewhere between 177,000 and 194,000 years, provides the most convincing proof yet that the old view of human migration needs some serious re-examination. The new research published today in Science builds on earlier evidence from other caves in the region that housed the bones of humans from 90,000 to 120,000 years ago. But this new discovery goes one step further. If verified, it would require reevaluating the whole history of human evolution and possibly pushing it back by several hundred thousand years. The find hinges on the partial jawbone and teeth of what appears to be an ancient human. A team of archaeologists unearthed the maxilla in Massilia Cave, part of a long complex of, pre of prehistoric settlements in the Mount Carmel coastal mountain range in Israel, along with burnt flints and other tools. Using multiple dating techniques to analyze the crust 
on the bones, the enamel of the teeth, and the flint tools found nearby. Researchers honed in on the astounding age. When we started the project, we were uh, presumptuous enough to name it Searching for the Origins of Modern Homo Sapiens, says Mina Weinstein Evron, an archaeologist at the University of Haifa and one of the authors of the paper. Now we see how right we were to give it such a promising title. If we have modern humans here 200,000 years ago, it means evolution started much earlier. Uh, that's very true. And if we and if we have to think about what happened to these people, how they interacted or mated with other species in the area. We'll talk about that. The Miss Leah Jawbone is only the most recent piece in what has become the increasingly complex puzzle of human evolution. In 2016, scientists analyzing ancient Neanderthal DNA in comparison with that of modern humans argued that our species derived, uh, I'm sorry, diverged from other hominid species more than 500,000 years ago, meaning Homo sapiens must have evolved earlier than believed. Then in 2017, researchers found human remains in Jebel, Jebel, Irhod, Morocco, that dated to 315,000 years ago. Those skulls showed a mixture of modern and archa um, ar archaic traits, like the Mislia bone, which has more uniformly modern traits. The researchers declared that the bones belong to Homo sapiens, making them the oldest bones from our species ever found. Once again, pushing the back to date at which Homo sapiens appeared. Yet, neither of these two studies could offer definitive insight into when precisely Homo sapiens began moving out of Africa. That's what makes the Miss uh, Miss Leah Jawbone so valuable. If it is accepted as a Homo as a Homo sapiens fossil, it offers concrete proof that we humans moved out of Africa much earlier than previous believed. It's just jaw-dropping, no pun intended, in terms of its implications, says Michael Petraglia, an an anthro sorry, anthropologist at the Max Planck Institute for the Science of Human History, who wasn't involved in the recent study. This find is telling us that there were probably early and later movements out of Africa. We may have gotten out of Africa and into new environments, but some populations and lineages may have gone extinct repeatedly through time. In other words, the individual from Mislia isn't necessarily a direct ancestor to modern humans. Maybe it belonged to a population that went extinct or that one exchanged genes with some Neanderthals and other homonyms in the area. The bone is another thread in a vastly complicated tapestry telling the story of homonym evolution over the past two million years during the pleistocene 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 scores of hominin species romped around the globe homo sapiens were only one of the bipedal apes neanderthal remains from 430,000 years ago have been found in spain while 1.7 million year old homo erectus fossils were unearthed in china wow where do they get these numbers from that's what I, like how do they how do they determine this is 1.7 million years ago you know what i mean like anyway i i know they have carbon dating and all that craziness but how do they know that this piece that okay this piece is old and it's blah 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 it's 1.7 million years but whatever 
How did all these groups interact with one another? And why are we Homo sapiens? And why are we Homo sapiens are the only ones remaining? These are all mysteries yet to be solved. But in the case of the Mislia individual, the connection to Homo sapiens in Africa is even clearer than normal. Thanks to the huge collection of tools buried in Mislia Cave, they're classified as uh, Mosterian, a term for a specific form of uh, used during the Paleolithic. They've got a direct association between a fossil and a technology, and that's very rare. Petroglia says, I've made arguments that dispersals out of Africa can be tracked back. I mean, I'm sorry, based on similar technologies during the Middle Stone Ages. But we haven't had fossils to prove that in most places. While the discovery is thrilling, some anthropologists question the usefulness of focusing so intensely on the moment humans left Africa. It's pretty cool. Uh, Melanie Chang, professor of anthropology at Portland State University, says of the new discovery. But what is significant is for our own ancestry, I don't know. Chang, who wasn't involved in the new study, asked if we could, if we can't learn more about human evolution from Homo sapien dispersals within Africa, uh, if the earliest modern humans are 350,000 years and older, we have hundreds of thousands of years of evolution happening within Africa. Is leaving Africa so special in itself? <laughs> she says. Petraglia's main critique is that Miss Leah Cave is in close proximity with other important finds, including hominin bones from uh, Kavze, Skul, Taboon, and Manit Cave, all in Israel. The area is a treasure trove of human prehistory, but the intense spotlight on a relatively small region is likely biasing the models for the, how humans moved out of Africa, he says. There are very large areas of West Asia and Eurasia in, in general that have not been subject to survey, never mind excavations. The way it's portrayed is that is the out of Africa movement went straight up into the Levant and that and that happened many times, Petroglia says. But if you look at the map of the connection between Africa and the rest of Eurasia, we can expect these kinds of processes to be happening over a much wider geographic area. Even with those uh, even with those caveats, the new find remains an important element to add to our understanding of the past. Okay, if human is uh, one more line, if human evolution is a big puzzle with ten thousand pieces, imagine you only have a hundred pieces of the picture. Says Israel Hershkovitz, a professor of anatomy and anthropology at Tel Aviv University and one of the authors of the new study. You can play with those 100 pieces any way you want, but it will never give you the accurate picture. Exactly. Every year we manage to collect another piece of the puzzle, but we still so far from having the pieces we need to a solid idea of how our species evolved. Now, that was a long article and I'm sorry, but it was a long article. I didn't know it was, I didn't know it was that long. I, I only read the first two paragraphs and I got intrigued and then I wanted to read more, so I did. But let me let me see this, man. First of all, again, you know, like this, like the last paragraph just said, um, if it's a thousand pieces, we, I, I don't even think we have a hundred to be honest with you. I don't even think we have a hundred pieces. I think we have like 10 pieces, maybe I'm going to give us the benefit of the doubt and say we have 10 pieces because every, every couple of years we find something new, you know what I mean? Um, of course, um, let's now let's just 
talk science in this part. Let's let's kind of leave for now. Let's leave the Bible, um, the Bible's explanation out of this. But um, and well, you you can kind of even still leave the Bible, the Bible's explanation in this because it's still when the first humans were made here. However, you believe that they were. Um, they had to have migrated, had to have reproduced, and then migrated to other places. You know what I mean? So, this is the way that I believe things. So, okay, so I th so first of all, I think the first humans, okay, because there's this big, there's a big discussion on, oh, the first humans were black, the first humans were white, and everybody turns everything into a race thing, but no. Um, But I would have to agree the first humans were dark-skinned, were... You know their skin was not pale in any way. It was not yeah. I, I I don't think it was, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why. Um. Let's go with the first humans were from Africa, which I have a strong belief they were. Just personally, I don't um because just because all different scriptures that I read now the Anunnaki thing, and that's a whole nother podcast. But um, let's say. First humans came out of Africa, so you uh, Ethiopia, which is Ethiopia, obviously is in <laughs> in Africa. Now Africa being a um, you know a hot continent, it's pretty for the most part. Most of Africa is hot, especially around the equator. Now, if we go with the theory that I mostly believe, I do believe in the Pangaea. Um, if Pangaea was a thing, okay, so now all the continents are together. Now, let's go back as far as our brain can take us. Now, I'm talking, man, I don't, I don't even want to give a number because these numbers that they give, these scientists give, I believe sometimes it's just to throw you off because your mind just can't fathom 1.7 million years. You know what I mean? Hell, I can't fathom, you know, 20,000 years, but... You know, let's just say, let's keep it at, you know, okay, um, 500,000 years. Let's say 500, let's meet somewhere in the middle. 500,000 years ago, let's say there was a Pangaea, right? The continents were all together. This is my theory. Um, so all, you know, you got the you got the, the humans that were put down here, the, fir the first humans, however, wherever they came from, the first humans. Now, I believe the first humans out of your world, dark skin, whatever, um, you know, and they, 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 they reproduce, they reproduce now. Now we're going to get into the lighter skins and everything. So the first humans, dark skin, you know, and as you know, um, black or dark skin humans, black people. You know, I'm not afraid to say black, but I'm just saying like dark skinned humans, you know, we're talking about the first humans, dark skinned humans or black people. And I and you could you could Google it are capable of having uh, light skinned babies, white babies, whatever you want to call it, light skinned, not dark skinned human with lack of melanin in their system and and lack of pigmentation in their hair uh, and different color eyes. Uh, we call them in Africa today in the world, we call them albinos. Right, so in African culture, uh, if you 
even you could read about it today, albinos have a, in certain places have big issues because they'll kill them. They think they, they cut off their hands. You know, they keep their hands as good luck. You know, they, they, they shun them. They're not like, oh man, they're, some people think they're evil, blah, 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 and all this, whatever. Okay. That's old thinking, whatever. So I believe there was, of course, tribes, right? Back in the day, there was tribes. So these tribes of old dark-skinned humans, because we lived, whoever made us, however we came in, Mother Nature, what do you want to believe, the Anunnaki, you want to believe it was gods or whoever made us, right? We're like, okay, these guys are living in the, Pan the Pangea continent, one giant continent. You got to understand this, you know, um, certain places are now closer together, so what was in the equator is what 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 is not now in the equator may have been in the equator that's where the first people were so like okay these guys are getting radiation from the sun whoever made us it, we are by intelligent intelligent design this isn't a mistake i don't care what anybody says because the human body works amazingly um they said well we got to give them some kind of pigmentation which we call melanin to protect them from the rays of the sun that's in the sky right because the sun is needed for life, but the but too much of it can hurt them. So boom. So what happens um, is these tribes, you know, dark skinned tribes. Some of them start having uh, albino babies here and there. The albi the albino babies are shunned. Like, no, get them out of here. We don't want these albino babies. Um, you know, so they'll have albino babies, and they're like, oh look these. Kids are getting hurt from the sun. They're dying. You know, we're living. That means it's a curse, blah, blah, blah. Let's let's say what, you know, however they thought. They shunned them. So they raise them a little bit, old enough. Then, you know, hey, you got to get out of the tribe. So they migrate, you know, during Pangea. This is how I think they did it. They migrated a bunch of albinos, you know, migrated out of, out of, um, out of the region wherever they were made, right? In Africa. So they migrate out, they go up. M mind you, all the continents are still together, so they're able to cross over, blah, blah, blah. As they're crossing over, of course, you got other tribes that migrate also. There's a lot of people, right? They migrate. Um, some tribes go extinct, some make it to other regions. In between that, they cross paths with each other, Right, uh, you have uh the dark skinned people with the light skinned people now who are a tribe who are now breeding with each other. Um, the light skinned people who lack the melanin are making light skinned babies, light skinned babies, light skinned babies. Through years and years and years, it just becomes a thing where okay, now we're white, right, or light skin, whatever you want to call it. But they go as you know, as they meet other tribes, they're mating with the darker skin colored uh tribes making the other types of people who are also now those people are migrating to different places hence you get all the different types of people in the world you know um the different indians and the different you know tribes that now through evolution right the places that these tribes have settled that's where all the changes come you know the asians change um you know um they they have and the the slanted eye thing, okay, the Asian eyes, like from the Chinese and Japanese and all that, that's, uh, you know, there's black tribes with slanted eyes, you know, there's, you know, so all they did was mate with a, this is my belief again, 
just my this is my personal conspiracy. They mated with the light skinned tribe, and you still got those light skinned babies that come out with slanted eyes. They then that creates another tribe when you have a heavy pot when you have a bigger population of those that creates another tribe. They they migrate out to where they go. They're migrating. Okay, boom, Pangea breaks up. Um, through whatever happened 500,000, 500, probably more years ago, uh, continents start, you know, going their own way. So now those tribes are in different places of the world. Uh, that's not, you know, n those tribes are in different places of the world. So to me, everything started in Africa. Um, just because, you know, uh, or in, in that region. But you're going to stand the region. You got to stand when the continents are all together. You know, you got places that normally would not be in the equator by the equator now. So now there are places that normally weren't hotter, normally weren't hot or be out by the equator. So like, for example, I don't know, upstate New York was closer to the equator. It wasn't on the equator. I'm not saying it was, but it was closer. But all the continents were together. Now, when they when the land masses started to separate, of course, you have people that stayed in those land masses. Maybe you had heavy earthquakes or whatever. They stayed in those land masses. Some of those broke into tiny pieces, which make the islands. Could be. Could be. Could not. We've seen islands rise out of lava. So, you know, don't know. You know what I mean? Don't know. Um, because... And I don't, I, I don't think we will ever find out. I think, and there was, I read this interesting, interesting article where it said they were talking about what if there was life before us here, intelligent life, just like us, then they went extinct and then we came along, you know, what if there was life? What, if, you know, they were here intelligent, you know, they had their own iPhones or whatever you want to call it, you know, and then they came, became extinct. We would never know about them. You know what I mean? It was it, the 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 time frame between the two species, the the or the two, uh, yeah, the two species, the two species, would be so great that we would never. There was no. There's almost no way we would find out about them. You know what I mean? Because be, so much would have already changed from that time that they were here to us that it would be just. It would be almost impossible to find out. And it would happen, and the same would happen with us. If we go extinct, another species will come intelligent and take over the planet. And um, they'll take over and they'll never know about us. Unless they show up like a hundred years after us, you know what I mean? Then they'll definitely know, or a thousand. But when you're talking about 500, a million, two million years after us, then no, they're probably not going to. And that's you know, by our measurements, you know, um, so it, it's, 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 it's hard. Now we can go back and say they created one species and that once, and I mean, you know, one type of human, that one human started giving birth to every kind of human. Or if you look at it like the animals, there isn't only one type of shark, but there's sharks, right? There's sharks, but not only one type. And there's tigers, not only one type. There's elephants, not only one type. There's dogs, not only one type. Right? There's humans, not only one type. They could have created 
the different types. When I say they, you know, I'm, creation, whoever you believe created us could have created different types of humans. That doesn't mean we all came from Africans or from the African tribes that were original. You know, originally that 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 would mean we didn't. They just made the African tribe. They made another. You know, they just made the African beings, the beings that lived in Africa. We can't call them in Africa yet because it wasn't even named. But the beings that lived in that region of the earth, and then made another other beings in the region of the earth. You know, we'll never know. And I think, I think, if we ever did find out the truth, it would blow our minds to the point that we'd just go insane. We we just couldn't handle it. We wouldn't be able to handle how we really got here or what, how, you know, why we're here. Not even why, just how, how we got here. You imagine, imagine if we were able to construct a time machine. I don't think I'd even want to know if we were able to construct a time machine and be able to go back in time. Maybe, I don't know how many years. We just throw out a number out there. Let's let's go back a million years. Let's see what's here. We go back a million years. What if we go back a million years and there's nothing here? And it's like, oh my God. We've got it all wrong. Or we go back a million years. And there is something here. But there's, it's not us. We look different. It's the species that went extinct. You know? Two million years or whatever. Or we may go back a million years and we see Neanderthals. You know, we see the, the Neanderthals walking around. But then you gotta go back before the Neanderthals. Well, how did they? Because we, because we're trying to see how how we got here. Okay, we know we came from Homo sapiens, Neanderthal-looking men because we found we have found uh, their fossils or whatever or the remains, right? Great. But how, where did they come from? Like, what did the what? Where did they come from? And then you have to question. Also, you can't just question humans. You got to question where these animals come from. How does everything co coincide with each other? We say Mother Nature. Was Mother Nature like a real woman or person or thing, being? You know, we say God or whatever. And now I'm bringing, I don't mean to bring religions, but you know, you say, or whatever you want to call the creators. You know, um, and we got to go back and think, well, what the, what the hell, man? We got to ask questions, you know, but I think we, I, I, I think we're not, we will never be ready for that question. And the older we get, the more we try to discover and everybody's going to have a different discovery. Everybody's going to have a different theory. Everybody's going to have a different uh, opinion or whatever you want to call it of how we got here and, and, and how we got to different land masses because in a few years, somebody's going to discover world's oldest, like, oh, my God, we found a freaking a foot bone that is that is three million years old, which outdates the, you know, um, which trumps the one in Africa and in Israel. And we found it in Compton, Compton, <laughs> Captain California, you know. They might find one on an island 
on a small island that's 10 million years old. Oh my, and I don't know where they get these numbers. Like, who, you know, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. I don't know. You're listening and saying, well, they're scientists. They're getting from science. Yes, but where, who determined that I'm going to measure this carbon dating, however you want to do it, and this is equal to 10 million, you know? Like, where do they get those numbers? It's like when they give us numbers about outer space. Oh, it's 50 billion light years away and this side away. And see, I don't think they really know. I think I think we're still in the we're still in the infant stages of finding anything out. And I think they're overshooting and they're just like getting desperate for answers. And they're just throwing answers out at us, throwing shit out, you know, that. Just to just to keep us calm, to keep the schools going, keep the school books popping, you know, so we can study something. You know what I mean? They just throw stuff out. You know, I saw uh, was it Into the Cosmos and Neil deGrasse Tyson thing, and it was a great. It's a great. It was a great series. I loved it. I love. I like hearing them talk. You know, but I'm like, dude, what are you? Like someone, and he, he, here's the thing: we throw these numbers out. Very important to understand these numbers thing and how the human mind works. The human mind does not want the stress of thinking. It does not want the stress of uh, because thinking is like is like you doing push-ups on your body. You're just doing the more or lifting weights. You know, the more they give you to think, the more weight that they're putting on. You know what I mean? You know when you're taking a test and you just, oh my God, and you start sweating and stuff because you're thinking, you're, you're trying, you know, you're getting nervous, all kinds of things happen in your body. Well, what happens is we tend to 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 relieve that stress. We tend to believe whatever the scientists tell us because it's just like, okay, we're going to leave it in their hands. He says that this planet is 350 million light years away. I'm not even going to think about it. It's too much of a number for me to even try to figure anything out. And then you got the conspiracy guys when they go and try to figure it out. And they're like, well, wait a minute. And they question and they go this, this, and that. Then that's when they're called a nut because that's another, uh, that's another, uh, uh, what's the word I'm using? That's another thing that we use. That's another mechanism we use to, to protect our minds from exhaustion. We say, oh, he's crazy. So disregard what he's saying. You know what I mean? Disregard what he's saying. With the scientists, it's the same thing, only we just give them different titles. You know, one's a scientist, one's a conspiracy theorist. But both of them, we're doing the same thing. We're, we're, we have the, that defense mechanism is working the same way. Because when that scientist says, oh, oh, yeah, these are the oldest bones, and it was found, for example, you know, in this case, yeah, he said the oldest bones it was found outside of Israel because we, you know, we did the study. Here's a picture, and and we carbon dated it. And the carbon dating says that this these bones are 120,000 years old. The ones in Africa were 70,000 years old, so that's pre that predates the ones in Africa. So blah blah blah. The first man, we're not gonna think. We're not gonna be like, no man, hold on. Let me let me do the numbers here. You know, if this happened, you know, we're not gonna do that. Our mind's gonna be like, yep, believe it. That's it. That's what it is. You know, that's how we think. Um, we, I'm not going to get into the whole space thing right now. I'll do that in the next podcast. But, you know, 
with the whole space, with the whole Pangea thing. Um, for example, I always questioned everything. So when I heard Pangea, which is away from the norm, from the norm that they taught me in school, you know, the round earth and this and this is where the planets are and blah, blah, blah. You know, and I'm like, okay, Pangea. Pangea. And some, and I, I'm not, I'm sorry. I believe I learned that. I believe I learned that at school. The continents were all together and then they broke up. And it made sense to me. Then it would make sense why, how there's different people in different parts of the world. Because in, in a, if you think about it, that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And sometimes I think we overthink things. If you're creating, like if you go, okay, put yourself in the shoes of a creator for a second, if you if you will. If you're creating, this is intelligent creation now. I, that I, I'm definite that this is intelligent creation. Okay, I don't I don't doubt that. I don't question that. If you put yourself in the mind of a creator, you say, okay, let me create a species here. Boom. I create them. Well, the first thing you're gonna create is where they're gonna live. Like if you buy a a fish, you're gonna buy a fish tank first. You're not gonna buy the fish and keep them in a bag, and then be like, oh, let me go get a fish tank a day later or two. You're gonna get the fish tank. You're gonna prep the tank first, and then you're gonna put the fish in it. Then you know if you want to separate those fish, you put a little separator in there, a little glass, whatever, however you want to do it. In this case, the created Pangea. Pangea is all together. The continents are all together. Boom. Create a species, right? Bam. This is going to be the dominant species. This is how I want it. I put all these species in there. This is how it's going to work. You eat this. You eat this. You eat that. Who eats this? Who eats that? And you live off of this, right? You create that species. You let them procreate, create new and create new and new and whatever. Uh, I'm going to give you a chance to migrate. You know, they migrate all over that con all over that giant one continent called Pangea. Boom. Okay. There, there's uh, some here, some here, some here, some here to dominate that whole earth, that whole landmass. Okay, boom. Now break it up. Bam. Break it up. Now you got different continents where they are today. And you have people in each of them to do what they got to do. There's animals in each of them to do what they got to do. Depending on the region, the season, the, the climates, cold, hot, whatever. Those certain people will adapt to that climate. And, you know, they will look the part for that climate. You know what I mean? Um, you know, some people live in the rainforest, some people live here, some people live there, blah, blah, whatever. Intelligent design. You know what I mean? That's uh, basically how I think it happened in a nutshell. You know, and what brought me to this was that article just talking. And I was just like, man, another article about something different. You know, we're always going to find something different. It's never going to stop. We're not going to hit. We're not gonna we're not gonna hit the bottom like bing 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 hey like if we're digging and we hit the ding hey we found the gold that's it no it's just gonna it's an endless endless I don't think definitely not not in my lifetime not in my kids great 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 grandkids are they going to find a definitive answer you know unless we're able to make a time machine and then if we make a time machine again. I don't think we're going to like what we see. I don't think we can handle our brains are too far away from that to be able to handle how we came to this earth or how we got everything got on earth, you know? But anyway, that's all I got for today, man. 
that's all I got for today, y'all. Stay thinking, man. Stay thinking. Be open-minded. Don't believe everything you hear, goddammit. Don't believe everything you hear. And if you got anything you want me to talk about, you could go ahead. Call in on Anchor. You can call in on Anchor. Or uh, you can actually email me. And I will give you my email right now because I got an email for this podcast right now. And the podcast email is... Hold on, I got it in my... Is it in my pocket? Yes. I didn't write it down. It's in my phone. And I got my phone in my pocket. Pardon me. Should have been prepared for this. Conspiracies, fear, and mysteries pod. But hold on. Let me make sure I spell that right. Make sure I spell this right. Because I don't want to lead you astray. You know what I mean? I don't want to lead, I don't want to lead you astray. So... Let's go ahead and go to the podcast because I do want to, I, I, I do want to hear what conspiracies you guys, you know, you may have, um, you know, that you may be thinking about whether it be, or if you want to talk about some murder cases, something, some serial killers or things like that. I don't want to know if you're a serial killer. Don't call me if you're a serial killer. I don't, I don't, you, you don't, don't call me with some craziness because i just don't don't write me with no craziness either because i will turn your ass in okay um but anyway <laughs> you can hit me up at conspiracy and mystery pod conspiracy c-o-n-s-p-i-r-a-c-y and a-n-d mystery m-y-s-t-e-r-y pod p-o-d at gmail.com conspiracy and mystery pod at gmail.com. And you can send me all that, <clears throat> anything if you, you know, want me to talk about something. Or again, Anchor FM, best place, easiest because you could just leave, just download Anchor, it's free. You can hear me on there and you can um, leave a message on Anchor. If you want to donate to the podcast, we can keep it going because, like I said, it's hard <laughs> to, you know, uh, keep this going. I would greatly appreciate it. And it is a link there on whether you listen to this on Spotify or Apple Music or, or you know on iTunes or or uh, or Google Play, whichever. Um, and you can follow my uh, YouTube channels, my YouTube channel, Cigar Rafi Podcast. That's my regular podcast, also on Anchor and Spotify and YouTube, Cigar Rafi Podcast and Cigar Rafi. That's my regular reaction channel. I also got Florida Rafi. That's just a regular channel where I put. I put up just stuff that I'm doing at home or here around my neighborhood in Florida and stuff like that. I know it's a lot to take in, man. But follow me on social media. Instagram, Cigar underscore Ralphie. Cigar underscore Ralphie. And Twitter, Cigar Ralphie. Cigar Ralphie. All right. And as always, I will see you on the next smoke. I say that all the time.